Hey guys, it's Scott from fxmissions.com. Just a note, I've finished the trilogy of anthologies from the forefront, and all three books are currently available on Amazon. Welcome to From the Forefront, an FX Missions podcast with your host, Scott McClelland. Far and wide, and sometimes here at home, these bold and courageous souls that answer the call to missions have a steely metal that insists pioneering be part of their daily routine. Let's gather today and learn from those on the forefront. Here's Scott. Hi, Scott McClelland here with your FX Missions from the Forefront's podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey, we're pretty excited today, marginally excited, and, and our excitement will, you know, it'll go much higher. As we get into the conversation with some friends I've recently met, at least they seemed friendly when I met them. No, no, just joking. Tim and Christy Vanderwerf, can I, can I get an Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like a personality plus. And for that, I'm very excited. <laughs> you know, that makes for an interesting podcast, which I think we may have that this very day. <laughs> Thanks for being here. So where are you guys, uh, where where are we talking to you from today? Where, where are you guys at? Well, yeah, we're, we're excited to be here too. Right now we're calling from San Miguel de Allende. Can you say that in like thick gringo accent so the, the U.S. people can understand? San Miguel. The end. <laughs> okay. Now now can you do it in, in Texas accent? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, there you go. Good job. So for our entertainment value, thank you very much. That was that was, that was wonderful. Anytime. The uh, San Miguel de Allende. Central Mexico. I guess I've heard that San Miguel is, there's more American, like U.S. expatriates, expats that live in San Miguel per, you know, number of people who live there than anywhere else in Mexico. Have you heard that? I I think long term, that's definitely true, partly because we're so far from the border. There's other towns like closer to the border, like a town like Rocky Point, but a lot of those people are seasonal. Um, they'll just drive uh, back and forth between Arizona and the beach. Um, so yeah, that uh, that would make sense. There yeah. are around ten thousand American expats and another five thousand um, either Canadian or European foreigners. Uh, uh, yeah, and especially during the months of November to March, we have the snowbirds, so there's a greater population during those months. But yeah, it's it's pretty nice. It it's a Super pretty town, very colonial. People love it for the weather and the people, obviously. But <laughs> mm. yeah, it's pretty, of course. Pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I've got to say, San Miguel is a personal favorite of mine. I've been there, you know, a handful of times. Spent some time there, off and on, and mm. it's really cool. The churros cannot be beat. <laughs> I got to say that, and you know, it's just just the vibe of the city is. It's not too big. I mean, you don't get that, you know, Mexico City feel. Yeah. Uh, Still a little. Yeah. It's got the colonial sort of construction, the streets, you know, the cathedral, all that stuff's wonderful. So we've met fairly recently. We're in the leadership thing not too long ago in the state of Guanajuato there. That's not 
right where you guys are, but still in your same state. And I was pretty intrigued by you guys. I, I think I might have said something offensive uh, to you, Tim, right at, right at first. I'm <laughs> trying to remember. Gringo. Look, the gringo, and of course you're you look like a gringo. And you know that's I, I'm I mean, that's a compliment coming from a gringo. I think. <laughs> you, know? you know, hey, look, somebody like me, except for you're you're taller, you're much thinner, and you're <laughs> better looking than me. But you know, we look like we came from the same part of the world. But you were actually raised in Mexico, weren't you? Yeah, I was born here. My parents have been in Mexico. They're still here. They've been here 27 years, since 1993. Um, And I was born and raised here. I've been to the States a few times. I went back for college. been here everywhere in between. Wow, you know, that's cool. But uh, it also is disorienting for those of us who are like... uh, You know, very in it for Mexicans. They they all try to talk to him in English, and then he responds in Spanish, and everyone's shocked and looks at him weird. And (laughs) and it's funny. (laughs) And and, you know, he goes to the market, and people like try to (laughs) get a little more. And Tim's like, "I am Mexican. I don't know what this costs." And so it's always really funny. (laughs) Yes, there are downsides to looking like a foreigner, (laughs) like a gringo. Yeah, you say, hey, here comes money bags. Let's raise the price. (laughs) Exactly. You've got a foreigner. Yeah. Yeah, got that. (laughs) Wow. And so, yes, even though you can't see Tim, he he looks like he's from Minnesota or somewhere like that. Where was your family from before they, you know, like historically? My dad's from Lansing, Michigan. And my mom is was born in Mississippi. But she moved around the states. Her dad worked for the Navy. Very cool. So you, yeah, you look like a like a Midwesterner or something of the kind. Tall. That's right. Light, yeah. light hair. Dutch and German blood. Yeah, awesome. Now you guys are something of an interesting couple, and you know, not just in a in a racial sense of the term, <laughs> but uh, you know, even though it's not obvious, Christy, in terms of your accent. You don't look like you're from the Midwest of the United States, Michigan or somewhere. So are you from San Miguel? Yes, I was born and raised here. My mom is from here. And yeah, all of his family stayed here. When my parents got married, she, my dad just moved here. So yeah, all my life in this town. Wow, San Miguel. So yeah, so you guys are, I guess, do you, you know, to me, you look like you're a mixed couple in the sense that one of you looks very American and one of you looks like me, you know, very Mexican. Mm-hmm. Do you get that a lot? And do you consider yourself that? How do you, how do you think about it? It's very, it's, it's really interesting when we've been to the States and, you know, I'm saying, yeah, the Mexican, I'm the Mexican, something like that. They look at me like, like, I'm going to get offended by that. <laughs> But, uh, but it's been, I, I don't know. I love Mexico. I love what it represents. And I love, I love how different we are and how different we look. There's definitely some, well, oh, not some. There's a lot of cultural dis- differences between our families. Yeah. And some of them are culture and some of them are just differences because we're different families. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is interesting when we talk about, you know, Topics about money and saving or vacation, 
talking about kind of like where are we going to live in the city? What kind of neighborhood is socially acceptable? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're interesting conversations that come up between my in-laws and us or my parents and and Christy. Yeah. And I think also it is because of the way we were raised. Like Tim grew up with an American family that lived in Mexico. So he obviously thinks mo- like a Mexican, but is very different because of his background and, and like his core. And then for me, it was growing up in San Miguel, exposed to like such a melting pot of cultures and everything else. And then I lived in the States for a while, like a, like a family quote unquote adopted me. And so I was going back and forth during high school. So obviously I got to know a lot about the culture and the language and all that, but still like, that was as far as, you know, my American, <laughs> the, the, that kind of background. So it's been interesting. When we got married, we were like, wow, we're very different in spite of both being Mexican. So <laughs> it's been. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're both hybrids because neither of us feel completely at home with our families either. So that's also interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that that's pretty cool, and I, I think you guys have opened the box on me here in a little way <laughs> more than I more than I expected to get it open. That's and but thank you for doing so. I mean, I know that you know, Christy, as you were mentioning there about the family. Thankfully, those were Texas folks. If I'm right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, all right, Texas, come on. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Texas people, they don't think more of themselves than they should. <laughs> probably just more often not more than but more often anyway yeah so no it's 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 interesting i guess the the you know the cultural mixture there is cool and you guys you, you've been married now a few years no just over a year, year. yeah we, we yeah yeah happy happy anniversary thank you thank you thank you <laughs> Yes, young people. Oh, to be young oh, again. You know. <laughs> what would that be like? I I paid for my youth. I promise you. So I don't I probably don't want to pay for that again. But I enjoyed it. And and as you should as well. Now, obviously this is a missions podcast and just really one of the things I've done, you know, over the years is try to get some generational perspective. You guys have a cultural, interesting mix, as we've already discussed. And generationally, you know, we're pretty far apart in terms of age. But as you already said, in terms of recorded history, we're really close to the same age. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> only few gray hairs separate us, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, my daughter oldest daughter is older than you but so we're we're generationally enough uh apart probably to have some different perspective which i'm i'm thankful for and i think we really need you know the complete survey of generations and genders and cultures and all those things to get a picture of missions from the lord's perspective so i'm i'm super excited that you guys are here and talking to us about it what do you guys do day to day? What's your background? How did you get involved in the way that you are in missions currently? <laughs> well, we'll speak as if there were no quarantine. Um, <laughs> we yes, because, yes, go yes, I get it. Christy and I are both on staff for Young Life, which was started in Texas in 1941. So one of one of the things we told them 
when we got hired is we, we feel called to Mexico. So if it's Young Life, it's Young Life. If it's anything else, we'll, we'll still be here in Mexico. So that's, that's kind of how we got involved to the point where we are now. Obviously, there's, there's a, whole, a whole bunch of history to both Christy and I. Both of us had the opportunities to live and work in the States if we had wanted or really any, any other place. But we felt called to Mexico. And God opened the doors to, to start that out with Young Life. Christy had been working for Young Life. When we got married, Christy had already been working for Young Life for about two years. Mm-hmm. She started mm-hmm. in 2017, and I started in 2019. So Young Life, we, we try to fulfill Young Life's mission, which is giving the, every, every young person the opportunity to hear about God and Christ and grow in their faith. So that's Young Life's mission. So we, we to introduce kids to yeah to Jesus and grow their faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that has been we're we're very young and we're starting out in ministry. So that has been really nice to have structure around us at least this point in our life where we have kind of a set of rules to follow. So yeah, we have a, a team and we're part of something greater that has been running for a longer time. So we, we're really thankful about that. Yeah. So Young Life mm. kind of breaks down into kind of five basic components, which is contact work. We, we go to where the kids are. So we work in schools that have opened the doors. We hang out in parks. We meet neighborhoods. Yeah. The, the kids in our, in our street, we hang out with them, but we're always trying to go to where kids are. So Whatever excuse we can get to hang out with the kid, that we take advantage of that. So mm. contact work is one. Then we have club, and club is just a, a fun time to hang out. Once um, a week. Once a week, and there's games, and there's music, and there's a, a small portion, of, like a, a small little message from the Gospels with a personal story. After club, then there's camp. And so camp, we try to make... Camp is a fun, fun week uh, for kids. We try to take them out of their comfort zone and give them the best week of their lives experience when we really introduce like everything about the gospel in the prison of Jesus. And we extend the invitation of actually getting to know him more. So camp is awesome. Like camp is one of the coolest things that we get to look forward to uh, because it's kind of the culmination. The, the, the culmination of all the work throughout the year. It ends up coming coming to fruition at camp uh, because we'll, mm. we'll we'll get to know them then. On a side note, that's actually how we met you, Scott, because uh, the, that's how we met the camp directors with the place we were staying at for the, the leader mm. yeah, meeting. Was, so that's really fun. just a little little fun detail there. Very um, cool. Yeah, I I might have realized that, but maybe not. <laughs> but no, thanks for. Did you guys do some Young Life stuff at Chris and Jesse's camp? Yeah, so we had Mexico's first university camp there. Yeah, so... Okay. Um, and we'll have a camp again this summer there. Yeah, we really like how Jesse and Chris work, and we love the environment and everything that they mm. do. So we, it was nice to come together in mission. And then Absolutely. Uh, Tim. So so after, the, after camp, then we have what's called campaigners and really the only reason it has the title campaigners is because it's another c word 
But that's just Bible study with kids. <laughs> yes, that's Bible study with kids. And then the last thing is committee. So we try to raise a local committee uh, where the areas that we're working with, like an adult committee, that they can really support the mission and, and talk to parents and get them involved. And in. they're pretty much the ones that keep us focused on what the vision is. So we have a national committee and then we have, because we're in San Miguel, we have a local committee and then we try to raise a different committee in the areas where the volunteer leaders are working at. So that's kind of what we do yeah. every day. So it looks very different, but. Yeah. So that's the structure of Young Life. But day to day, what Christy and I do is we're in charge of forming a team of volunteers and they get, they get the title leaders and those mm-hmm. leaders are responsible for going out in the streets with us and hanging out with kids and discipling kids. So those leaders are actually, when Christy started, they are friends of Christy's from her childhood that she invited to come along in that vision. So we walk with them. It's divided geographically. So the, there's we have four different geographical areas of work. And that's just depending on where those volunteer leaders live. So that's kind of what we do as, as like a job. We're, we're in charge of kind of supporting them so they can do the work as volunteers. And obviously we model the work as well. So it's not... Um, intangible for those people. So yeah, to make the story short, we always hang out with young people all the time, feeding them and talking to them and having people <laughs> for a weird hours of the day. So <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of what we do all the day. <laughs> we we had that, that's cool. This at the the leadership camp, but the culture in Mexico is a sleep late, wake up early culture, <laughs> and so. They take it very seriously. Yeah, we, we'll have kids that have sometimes up to one, two in the morning. But. Wow. <laughs> right. That I have noticed that about Mexican culture and how it's different. We do some stuff in Nicaragua as well. So, you know, both of those are, are Latin cultures, but they're very different. Yeah. You know, in, the, in the States, we go to bed early and get <laughs> up late. Yeah. In Nicaragua, you go to bed early and get up early. In Mexico, you go to bed late and get up early, which is really strange, but, you know, cool. Yeah, that's right. You guys are sleep deprived at all times. Yeah, we feel that. I, I, I can <laughs> well imagine. Tim doesn't that much. Yeah, you got to have a quarantine to catch up on your rest. That's Hopefully. right. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, that was a robust answer. You know, I've been around uh, Young Life for a while. I'm aware of Young Life for quite a while. Never been a part of anything organized related to it. I think there's a really great Young Life uh, camp in uh, facility in uh, in Nicaragua. We've done a bunch of events there. So familiar with the the organization. And here in the States, we do, my business does some stuff for Young Life in the States. So I never knew it was organized in 41, I think you said. Mm Mm-hmm. I never knew it started in Texas, and I never knew the five C's of Calvinism. I mean, uh, the five C's of uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but first, those first two C's are like, okay, the first thing we do is uh, we do a lot of hanging out. That's the first C. <laughs> the second C is the, it's also hanging out, but just slightly different. Yeah, that's right. And, it's uh, but it's hanging out. So pretty much we get paid to hang camp, out with kids. The camp is hanging out, but in a different area of the country. Yeah. Yeah. So the third C is we hang out, but it's a, you know, different location geography wise. <laughs> so 
But that's cool. Hey, I got I got to say, I've, I've ran into a lot of fruitful ministry and results from Young Life. So, hey, awesome. Yep. Thank you, guys, for yep. what you're doing. And, and you don't have the easiest assignment. I got to say that, too. It might be the one you want and the one you like. Certainly not the easiest one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It can, it's got, it's got its challenges. I was a youth pastor for a number of years, a number of years ago. So I, <laughs> I kind of know a little bit of the drill, but nice, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Thank you guys for your, for your efforts for the gospel. Let's talk a little bit about your perspective when it comes to missions. Now, uh, maybe everybody's got a general idea about missions. And then, in, of course, it breaks down into specifics as people, you know, get closer to their own story and maybe how they've been impacted. But I really, I'm hoping you guys can tell me a little bit about how you regard missions. You know, FX Missions, the organization I started a bunch, you know, with a, with a team some years ago. So we, we all have our own concept there, but we try not to follow that gringo pattern, right? <laughs> Yeah, that project oriented. Get out of my way! I'm on mission. <laughs> I don't care where you live. <laughs> We're doing it my way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Both Chris we and try I not to do that. See a lot of that growing up. So yeah, I bet you did. Does a does a specific story come to mind for either or both of you? Separate stories, whatever is fine. I mean, I think we don't think about that a lot when it comes to missions. People from the states. God bless our hearts, right? I mean, I think we mean well. No, but uh, yeah. some, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the way we go about it is, uh, you know, it's like you think about the, what do they call it? Like the the loud and obnoxious American mm. who's outside of his country <laughs> or something like that. So, you know, that. There's a cultural, I mean, what is it? There's, that's a recognizable thing in the world that people think about. What, what comes to mind? The, um, <laughs> I heard, I heard an analogy that the United States is like the pretty girl where everyone knows about her, but she doesn't necessarily know about everyone else. Today, <laughs> <laughs> great. That's good stuff. Wow. I've never heard that. So. I heard it a couple months ago. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, well, as far as like a like a missions, but yeah, what, what do we want in missions? I think that's kind of the question we're, we're trying to get at. Um, yeah, that was actually one of the first conversations that we had when we started working in Young Life because Tim's parents are missionaries and mine, my parents are pastors and they, they did a lot of missions with different groups down here. And yeah. I was invited to kind of growing up with missionaries as well. We we're invited to translate all the time, to lead worship, to do puppets, to all kinds of things for missions. So um. yeah, we've, we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, <laughs> yes. so that's 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 something we've thought about quite a bit. And you know, I think to begin with, I think it's what what is God calling you to as a person? And I think it really begins with that because no matter how long you spend learning about a culture, living in a culture, there's always going to be things that maybe about that culture or your own culture that are still wrong and twisted going both ways. So it's, it's, there are cultural aspects to it, but it, it, 
it all begins with a calling from God because there's just so much grace needed in all of this. Good and, answer. And, and I think that really the, the healthiest angle to come at this is just uh, an angle of learning and, you know, asking God to give you his eyes for people and his eyes for answers and solutions. Yeah. I think, I think one of the stories that come to my mind was uh, like when we started Young Life, there was a group from, I'm not going to say the state or the ministry, but there was a group from the state. <laughs> <laughs> that, Let's just say you're not U.S. We'll just keep it general. From the U.S. And and we were we had been working with a community that is nearby and trying to trying to earn the right to be heard, coming from like knowing that they're demographically speaking and also like in social economics where we're very different. San Miguel is really wealthy, and the communities around it are not. So. We're trying to be really careful and talk to the kids and to really earn the right to be heard in the community because we really, I mean, kids were really excited about Young Life. And then, um, you know, we had earned a little bit of information and knowing some people from that little stores and the parents and all that. And then this group came down and I remember being in the first session because obviously I was a translator. And it was really interesting, like their whole talk about how they were coming here to start with, their budget was ridiculous. Like if one of them would have come here, would have not come here, we would have had enough money to like fundraise a year. So it was really I think, expensive. I think each kid had to raise $10,000. Yeah, I think each kid had to raise $10,000, which is a lot for the budget that we were working with in Young Life the first year. But anyway, so like it was just kind of an approach of like, we know what is right. We We want to change kids' lives and we want to show them Jesus and we want to do this and that. So, you know, the typical pep talk about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but what was, <laughs> what was really funny, you know, they pray, they worshiped and all that. What was really funny is that they never included neither, like none of the Mexicans that were there that actually knew what's happening and what kind of city they, they kind of have their Google information from the place. And it, it, it was, it was interesting. You felt like you were invited to their thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, you were just the translator or just like the cool person that is going to contact you with all these kids. So to start with, I was like, oh, interesting. Like they have a plan. But then <laughs> they have their plan. <laughs> yeah, they have their plan and they're working it. Thank and you. They're working it. Yeah. And you're like, that's not going to work. But you don't say because they're so right. high about this and they've been waiting for the trip so long. So you don't want to pop their bubble i guess or that's what i thought before Mm, but then we went to we we were trying to do this special event at this community to start with i don't think special events are great i think it's better just to get into the rhythm of what things are going i think special events are great because they have their place they have their place but i don't think a mission strip should be based only on special events because it it creates just a like a not normal rhythm and you cannot keep up with that. If there's no mission trips, then that's dead, you know? So anyway, but mm-hmm. we tried to pull a special event cause we were, we saw the need of it. We've been working with them for a few months by then. And so we told them, they asked us, Hey, what if we bring a meal? And we're like, that's great. Why don't you do this? So we asked them to bring sandwiches cause kids love sandwiches. Tortas in especial. Tortas, tortas, you know, the good stuff. And so we told them, like, they don't need tortas unless they have chili. So bring some cans of chili and all that. They arrived two hours late. All of them would have 
they were gone by then. So they were like excitedly waiting for us. And some of the leaders managed to get there because they saw that the team was not coming. And so they were kind of very disappointed because they're waiting for this. Um, they arrived with hot dogs instead, which here in Mexico is really funny. You don't need a hot dog unless you have chopped tomatoes and onion in jalapenos. Like, mm-hmm. many. Mm-hmm. So they just arrived with like the hot dog and the and the bread and it was cold. They didn't have mayonnaise. They don't eat it with ketchup only. I know in the States they do, but here we have like a whole ritual with hot <laughs> dogs. But it was, it was really like it was it was really stressful for us. All of our leadership uh, was really stressed out because the kids were complaining and they couldn't understand yeah. they arrived so late. You know, they had the typical pictures, but none of them were trying to actually engage in a conversation or make it incarnational and yeah to make the story short pretty much we lost our opportunity there a lot of the parents were kind of mad they were offended in a way and i know they meant well but it just wasn't what we what we asked like they had their plan and and it didn't matter if we had been working there for a while and so i think like that happens a lot that's a very good bad example it's a really good bad example yeah and it's a good bad example. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. I sadly, there's a lot. Probably, there are many others that probably are equivalent. But yeah, and, and am it, I right? The yeah. kids were in a mission school. Like they were, they had been four months or five months training and doing this. But and there was this. This was their month mission field or trip. But yeah, I think. That that is a lot of what we've seen growing up. Now that everything is like that, I also have some great examples. But uh, did we give you a bad example? What happened? Okay, 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 okay. We really enjoyed. Yeah, we really enjoyed. Yeah, but I think well, along with that, like when we do missions, whether long term, long term or short term, we have to understand that that God is working, the spirit's been moving long before we get there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. our work isn't to <laughs> colonize or, or bring culture to, to any one place. But I think, and, and so along with that, not, you know, our job is to really listen to where the spirit's already moving and come alongside that work yeah. and, and alongside those people. What my, Short term mission missions uh, can be very uh, damaging and can can be very harmful. But I'll give you a good example of short term missions done right. My dad, when he was in his early twenties, he's just about to graduate college. He was part of a, a missions trip. I think they went to Honduras, if I'm not mistaken. And it was it was a longer short term mission trip. I think it was around six weeks, and they went. Uh, with the university and the the professor that went down with them, he had them take notes during the whole time, and you know they they were really there just to learn about the work they had already been doing there and to learn how they can get involved long term, not necessarily that place, but wherever God calls them to. Right. And that trip is what put Latin America on my dad's heart, mm. and ultimately what led him down to Mexico probably about 10 years later after that trip. And one of the things that professor said on that trip, he said, 
He said, always ask the locals. He's like, in the local pastors, there's arguably there local Christians. So just in a lot of places, not every place, but a lot of places there ought to be local Christians. And to just ask them if you are confused or you have doubts or if there's your trouble or that you just feel like you're hitting a wall. Because a lot of times it's just cultural. A lot of times there's just cultural disconnects. There's things that definitely don't make sense in the States, but they make sense in Mexico. Um, and part, mm. a, lot of, a lot of that is working with the local governments and, and just trying to figure out how different <laughs> cultural systems work. I think... Which, I, yeah, which again comes back to, hey, let's approach this from a learning perspective. Right. I think, I think one right. of the most powerful examples, which is counter example of what the bet when I just came, which I'm going to come back to that to, to, to tell you what we learned about that one. But when we first went to Nicaragua, uh, they young life decided to take all of Mexico. Mexico hasn't really been long running long for in Mexico. I mean, young life hasn't been running for long in Mexico. So I was the third person on staff hired to start young life here. Uh, and wow. we went down to Nicaragua and Nicaragua has been running for 30 years? 30. Yeah. But what was powerful for me and Tim was that all the national directors and some of the like um, area directors of different parts of Latin America, especially Central America, they divided us up. And we were learning like basic concepts of young life from even the farmers. They, from, it, discipleship. It, from discipleship. Yeah. Uh, from mm. people that were working in the finca growing coffee. And yeah, I mean, you had, I know the finca. Yeah. And we, we thought that we had, we knew how to do our job, but then when you hear someone that might not use the smartest words or it's not his, his level of education is not like yours, but you just listen to him and he speaks with authority and is empowered by us listening to him because he has something valuable to share, I, I think for me, that was one of the most humbling experiences because I learned so much from that guy and he just took mm. my perspective on discipleship because it doesn't like titles didn't matter at all for them. It was all about the mm. heart and the, and the calling and, and what God was doing in him that he could share and thought he was valuable to us. So, I mean, the guy couldn't even look at our eyes because it was very different for me. I've never heard someone speak with such authority, even if he was a little kind of shy about it. So I think like when, when we come to missions, like the, the place in our hearts where we come from, I think it's so important for, for me, I was, I was telling the, the young life leaders were super upset at this group that came down, but we, we yeah. sat down in, I was like, okay, let's talk about it. Cause obviously there's much anger <laughs> and they were just yeah. talking about it, but we realized that we even do the same thing with something such as young life. We think that, you know, because we use a different method or because we, we think that what we do is working, we think that that is the only way. And so it, we just learned that coming from a humble perspective, like just coming from a learning perspective just helps a lot talking mm. about them, including other people that have been there longer. Cause you're really, I think missions is just a partnership. It's like Tim said, the Holy Spirit is moving. If you come or you don't come, the Holy Spirit will still be moving. He'll still be lifting people in different places in and making them leaders. Right. So it's just like coming alongside and working together. What's so powerful and so important. Cause definitely the States have tons of things that we could I mean, like, 
you guys have so much. We we were so blessed by you guys when we met you because you have so much to give. But I think the beauty of when we came together was that everyone had something to share and bring to the table. And for, mm-hmm. for us, that was beautiful. For me and Tim, we talked <laughs> we talked about it weeks after. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you guys, like, you make me want to, like, really dig in here and make this a three-hour podcast because I think there's so much to talk about in the examples that you used. And, you know, some of the places, we weren't in Nicaragua at the Finca together, but we've both been there. Right. And we're familiar with the place and the people and that. And then, of course, you know, just seeing the experiences you're talking about. Wow. It, it's I'm very close to having a transparent moment here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hopefully I'm not going to cry. I, I don't think I will, but I might. If you hear some whimpering, you know, just <laughs> hum or make a noise to uh, cover it up. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, one of the things I think we don't realize, and I'm talking about people from the States who go on, go on a short-term mission, is we don't realize that we are bringing, so often we're bringing an, an equivalent amount of culture as we are of Christ. Yeah. And we don't realize that. I mean, culture comes to you in your mother's milk, right? It, it's something that's not said to you, but it impress, has an impression on you. And not only it's like a contact lens, right? You don't see culture, but it shapes everything you see through it. Exactly. So it's invisible to you. But, you know, if you're close to a fire, you're going to smell like smoke. You smell like the culture you come from and you really can't help it. And, and, and that's not a bad thing, especially if you realize it. Yeah. When it gets to be a bad thing is when you don't realize it. Right. And you and then you're you're thinking that what you've got to offer we this cultural, I'm going to say a few things here. I've already said too much, probably, but the cultural superiority that so many of us in the United States feel like we represent is very off putting to the rest of the world. And I think that's what part of what, what the struggle was with your experience with the $10,000 ticket mission team, you know, that's <laughs> girl, don't get me started. I taught in a mission <laughs> school for a number of years. I, I do. I ever have some examples for you? Yes. But yeah, we, hard. <laughs> I, I really appreciate what you guys are saying, approaching the context as an opportunity to learn, you know, we can all learn from each other. And there, who have you already decided you're never going to learn something from? You can learn something from your enemies. You know, you certainly can learn something from your brothers and sisters. And I'm tempted, so tempted right now to get into something that would take a long time. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it because I, I want to. We almost have to put this on pause and come back and do another session. And I would love to do that with you guys. Because I'd like to, you know, I'd like to go through with you guys and, and talk to you about an experience that I had my first trip to Mexico City. Hmm. I would love to get into another session with you guys because I think we're kind of out of runway on this one. And I also want to get you guys on the leadership moment where you can talk about different leaders that have that have inspired you. But I want to 
say thanks to you guys and let's do, let's plan to record again soon. But I, I want to thank you for your approach, even in light of what you've seen and some of the challenges and stuff that you've been presented. You know, I don't get the feeling from you guys that you're jaded, which that doesn't come by default. You know, you, you have to decide that you're not going to be bitter. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. and, and I think I think missions have such an important part of. I mean, they're such an important part of the kingdom of God. It's just it's it's part of it. I mean, you see Paul like doing short missions and it's spreading the church. I think I think they're wonderful and they have their place. We just I think because of our context, we just we've seen so much of what's good and bad that we want missions to come here to San Miguel and to help Mexico because they, they help like push forward things. But I think they're done right are wonderful. And they're such a blessing to mm. ministries and to themselves and they're refreshing. But I think, I, that, yeah, yeah when, it's. I think when they're done thoughtfully. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah. Not, there's not one solution to missions trips. Sure. And, sure. And just be like, for, uh, this is, this is a good example of Christy and I like, Hurry up, baby. We wouldn't have a lot of time. <laughs> Just because cultures are different doesn't mean we have to change completely yeah. um, as individuals and as people. I think yeah. the, the difference in culture also brings – it's like a – It enriches. Yeah, it enriches. There's the shock of cold water, sure. whatever yeah. it is. But it, it can't. It, that difference can be the stimulus of, a, of the movement. So that's not – we're not saying that either. For sure, for sure. I, I, and I'm I'm tracking with you totally. And just to be clear myself, every culture has a contribution. Right. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not even what you think it is, right? You know, and every culture has a need for yeah. for the contribution of the others. Even the so it's culture. not yeah. <laughs> even the what? Even the Texan culture. Even and especially. Oh, you were talking about the contribution part. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think we we can definitely do better and we want to do better. And I think part of doing better is the discussion, you know, yeah. and getting it out there. So no, totally. I want to get you guys back on and record again and we'll do another session with you because I think it's worthwhile. And you've got some important things to say and you've opened up some things I want to also talk to you about. But I want to conclude this session with the four S's of short-term missions. You know, you did the five C's of young life. <laughs> I've got, I've got to somehow you know, I it. I'll it down. <laughs> what are you, you guys, <laughs> you guys know the four S's of short-term missions? Sweet and short. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no it's, it's, it's kind of a joke, but you know, it's also <laughs> not, <laughs> it's not a joke. So, it, and I heard this from a long-term missionary, and I'm not sure what he was trying to say, but uh, it, it made me laugh. So the four S's of short-term missions, show up, <laughs> save the country, <laughs> shop for souvenirs, <laughs> skedaddle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like leave in a hurry. So show up. It's, that's it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, you you've seen it. it. Show up, shop for souvenirs. No, wait, you're supposed to save the country before you shop for souvenirs, don't yeah. you? Know? Then you, then you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, sadly, sadly, that's got, got a ring of uh, truth to it. And 
we can and we will do better. But I, I want to. I would like to come back, get you guys on the program again, and talk to you about my first visit to Mexico City and and some of the things that I encountered there, and just get your scan on that and kind of further the conversation. Would you guys be? Would you be down for that? Oh yeah. my gosh, we love this topic. And yes, oh, <laughs> I think you can help us. You guys have a unique perspective, being from you, Chrissy, as a you know from a pastor's family. Tim, you from a missions family, and then both having exposure to the Texas culture, U.S. culture, and and having some roots there for you, Tim. And then, you know, Christy, you spent some time here as well. So I think you're going to be in a position to help us when it comes to conducting missions in Latin America, people from the U.S. And, and you know, my one of my goals is to see people from Mexico sent all over the world. Yeah. That's one of my, like, that's important to me. So Hopefully we can grow in that space as well. Yeah, yeah, we love that. We love that. Awesome. So as we're as we're tidying up here and getting ready to shop for souvenirs, no. <laughs> uh, if someone wants to reach out to you guys or find out more about what you do or who you are, is there a place you could send them? I'm sure you're very active on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I have no idea. I'm just being stupid. I run our two accounts because Tim doesn't like. But um no, um I we, we yeah on Facebook, if you want to know more about what we're doing right now, it's Young Life S A M A like S M A. San Miguel Allende. Uh-huh. So you, you can mm-hmm. find us there on Facebook. And then our Instagram, we're like at the Vanderwerfs. So that's kind of our account. And then the same thing for Young Life San Miguel is at Young Life as M-A. And S-M-A. S-M-A. Young Life S-M-A. S-M-A. Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. S-M-A for those of you who are not getting it. Yes, S-M-A. Like San Miguel Allende, right? Right. That's, yeah. So. yeah. Young Life S-M-A at, on... On Instagram uh, and Facebook, and okay. at B Vanderwerfs, that's kind of our personal one. And is that in, in, on Facebook or, or, or Young Life? Uh, I mean, uh, or, uh, it's been... I think what? Sorry, what was is it? The Vanderwerfs. That's on Instagram. That's an Instagram. Instagram, okay. Yeah. And then it's Young Life S M A on Facebook. Yes. I'm sorry I belabored that point, but I gotta say one more question. How would anybody know how to spell that last name? That's a good question. <laughs> That's why I, I had it. I present myself as my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta say I had the recording down in my little thing I used to record. I had it misspelled over there. Oh no. <laughs> really? I fixed it once I saw the email address. <laughs> but let's go through it. Vander, that's pretty easy, right? V-A-N-D-E-R. W-E-R-M. And that what what kind of root system does that show? Vander Werf. <laughs> well, it, that means something in another language. Yeah, it's Dutch. It just means of the wharf, like of the docks. Okay. From the docks. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Vanderwerf. W E R F on the end. Awesome. You guys are a joy. I got to say that. Thank you. Thank you for not being a pain. You always want to 
you know, leave them wanting a little bit more and I, I, I will do it again. We'll do yeah, it again. Cool. Thank we'll you for again. having us. We're, we're loving this. Yeah. Okay. Blessings to you guys. I am Scott McClellan, and this is your FX Missions from the Forefront podcast. We're going to go much deeper into uh, short-term missions taboos with the Vanderwerfs again very soon. So don't miss that. If you'd like to contact me or us, you can do so at fxmissions.com. Until next time, have a good one. You've been listening to From the Forefront, hosted by FX Missions' Scott McClelland. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like more information on today's guest, please go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fxmissions. Please rate our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. If you know someone who should be a guest on our podcast, we're currently reviewing candidates for upcoming episodes. Please submit their name, affiliation, and an essay of why their story needs to be told to info at fxmissions.com. And of course, you can always follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website at fxmissions.com. From Scott McClelland and the whole team here at FX Missions, thanks for listening. Till next time, have a great day.